19th episode of the Hip Hop Rejects. It's your boy Royalty. And yo, it's your boy Young, fly than the wrist. This is episode 19 of the Hip Hop Rejects. It is April 1st, 2016. This is an all hip hop podcast, and all we talk about on here is things that are related to hip hop, hip hop culture, hip hop music. And you know, sometimes we like to get off subject and talk about other stuff. So, so you know, how's it going, dog? And chilling, man. Just finished watching Batman versus Superman, so you know, just just grasping it right now. Okay, yeah, I hadn't seen yet. We gonna get into uh, some of that Batman versus Superman hype and hate uh, later on in the podcast. I'm talking about that. Um, Want to start the podcast off with uh, first off um, for those who probably haven't seen it. Um, we had like a we had like a milestone for episode uh, episode nineteen uh, that we did with Keep It Ruffin, uh, the clean cut edition episode uh, that we called it. Uh, we did one thousand downloads and streams on the episode. So this is so far, you know, with of course the nineteen episode. This is the most streamed uh, episode of the hip hop weekends we've had so far. And so I wanted to just give a, a big up to. To keep it rough and his fan base making it happen for us and also our listeners that continue to listen to listen to the hip hop rejects on a on a weekly basis. I wanna thank you guys for making uh, making it the most um, downloaded and streamed uh, episode we've had to date. So uh, uh, really thank you guys for that. And uh, we also wanna give a shout out to Keep It Rough and for getting so many downloads. I don't have the exact numbers of how many downloads he had, but uh, so many downloads of his clean cut EP that was released released um, last Friday on March 25th. So uh, big shout out to him, and uh, we thank you for supporting Ken Folk. Yep, yep, yep. Um, yeah, I also want to, uh, like I always do, try to, you know, make it a common thing, you know, I uh, want to thank, of course, you know, our people in the States, you know, um, Germany, um, uh, fans in Brazil and stuff like that. Uh, I really want to thank you guys for uh, all your support. You guys are like the top three um, countries that are listening to the Hip Hop Rejects. Uh, I want to make sure you guys continue to spread the word about the Hip Hop Rejects. And, you know, if you like the show, share with share it on your social media sites and, you know, share with your friends, your families, you know, cousins, mother, father, you know, share with everybody. Right. Follow us on Facebook. And guess what? We got some new stuff for y'all. We got T-shirts. Yeah, exactly. Tell yes. them about the T-shirts, Royce. Yeah. So, right. So now we have, uh, of course, you guys know, um, this is just going to be another different way for you guys to support the podcast. Um, to show your love for us, but at the same time, even though you guys are giving giving us something uh, to help the podcast grow and make it better, you guys get something in return. So now you guys can uh, get a get your complimentary official hip hop reject T shirt, and we have it in females and males, and then we have all different variety of sizes. Uh, they also come in uh, black and come in a black tee and white tee. So uh, make sure you guys go out, go over to our uh, it's going to be shop dot uh, spreadsheet.com forward slash hip hop rejects 
uh, you guys uh, go out and check out our store, purchase a t-shirt, and really based on, you know, our reception on those on those adult t-shirts, hey, we may even make some t-shirts for, you know, for little kids and also and anything else you guys want to see us uh, come up with with the hip hop we logo on it. So, um, in addition to that, uh, also make sure you guys do, um, another way to support the podcast is to, we also have PayPal donations. Uh, you can find that on our SoundCloud page. There's a link for that on there. Uh, it doesn't really matter what you guys give. We appreciate uh, whatever you whatever you, feel you wanna you know uh, give to the podcast. We can also uh, become a pra- patron of the podcast. And basically, what Patreon is, if you want to continue to give to the podcast on a monthly basis, Patreon will basically you select the amount you would like to give on a monthly basis, and it'll automatically take that amount. Um, charge that amount to you at the end of, at the end of each month, and it'll go towards if I reject, and it'll you know, like I said, allow us to have a better show. Um, as far as when it comes to you know equipment, things of that nature. Of course, uh, the services that we use are not free. Uh, we do pay for those services out of our own pocket, so that's going to help us support the podcast, I'm keep it free, and keep you guys entertained. So. Um, it's getting to the got a lot of lot of things to touch base on, a lot of topics to, to touch on tonight. So we're gonna kick it off with uh, the SoundCloud. Uh, the SoundCloud, which is the service we use uh, to give you guys each and every episode of the Hip Hop Rejects. Uh, SoundCloud this week just launched um, SoundCloud Go. Uh, basically, it's gonna be it's basically a service that's gonna compete with Apple Music, Spotify. Um, and things like that, uh, pretty much like your regular streaming services that, that are out, like you know your title and stuff like that. Um, so just to give you guys a rundown on SoundCloud, go if you haven't heard about it. It's, it's going to be it's, it's going to be ad free streaming. Uh, great thing about um, with that as well, um, it'll be offline streaming, so you guys can actually save the episode to your phone if you're a primary SoundCloud and you use SoundCloud a whole lot so you'll be able to save it offline and not use any of your data on your phone. That'll be a great thing. Um, another thing about SoundCloud Go, they have over 100 million more tracks than Apple Music and Spotify. Um, they'll be offering it on Android and desktop computers for $9.99 a month and iOS will be $12.99 a month. Um, as far as what that really means for the podcast, um, really doesn't really, nothing's really going to change. Uh, as far as on our end, and as far as what we've been, you know, as far as what you know, we've been communicating from SoundCloud in relation to the uh, the little bit of change in the service. The only thing you guys really gain is to be able to listen to the podcast and not have to, you know, use data on your phone to listen to an episode. You can offline save it and you know save all your favorite episodes to you to whatever device you're using, whether it be tablet or cell phone, or anything like that. So, this was up there. Yeah, man. Um, that's gonna really uh, throw a wrench in the game for a lot of other for a lot of other services. We are gonna get into uh, let's get since we're talking about streaming, so let's get into uh, let's get into title real quick. Uh, I got a bunch of things to touch on with title. Um, so title this um, what it was about two days ago, March thirtieth. Uh, title had its one year anniversary uh, since Jay Z took over the uh, music service. Um, Title now has a subscriber base. Uh, is at like three million? Um, other great thing that's going on with with Title right now is uh, 
Kanye West, uh, the Life of Pablo uh, album that he dropped on title, um, did over 250 million streams in the first 10 days. Man, you know, young, when I think about that and I see that number, imagine if we could do an episode and get 250 million streams. <laughs> that would be that would be just crazy. Man. That would make my year. Oh, I know, I know, mine too. Um, some more stuff that's going on with title uh, titles subscriber base jumped from one million to two point five million ten days after the release of the Life of Pablo album. So, uh, title pretty much jumped about uh, one and a half million subscribers just because Kanye West was releasing a new album. That's what's up. Yeah, so, um, so it seems like uh, Kanye's seems like Kanye's uh, plan to do go straight digital is uh, really working out in his favor. So, yeah, it seems like that. But you know, that's Kanye to the man. He he tends to bring in plenty of fans. So um, I haven't heard it yet, but I plan on listening to it, and I hope it's worth. Um, listening to because he has some things that he's put out lately that you know you just think you know why am I even listening to this Kanye yeah, we, yeah I know that I'm you talking about uh, what why is Kanye why yeah Jesus yes that, 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 that's one that's one of them why yeah had like one or two good songs, and I got some people swear down that's the greatest album of greatest album ever, but I I disagree. Kanye's uh, best album is either College Dropout or Late Registration. It's out of those two. Yeah, I'm College Dropout all day, all day. Uh, songs in 808s, um, pretty good, pretty decent as well. So, um. Uh, also, um, so speaking of like the Pablo album, um, it is now for those who are not title subscribers. Um, it is now available right now on Apple Music and Spotify. Uh, I did hear uh, that it will be uh, dropping on some more streaming services. So, uh, being that Kanye West is not doing doing physical albums anymore, uh, make sure you guys uh, keep an eye on and uh, keep an eye on your prefer streaming service that you use and look for the Life of Pablo album uh, and check it out. Um, other thing with title. Um, so Jay-Z is uh, suing the former owner of the title um, because of um, basically though the original owners of title um, kind of gave Jay-Z some misleading subscriber numbers. Uh, I think it was like I think they were quoting uh, like it was like 500,000 something subscribers uh, when he purchased when he purchased title uh, and evidently it was actually less than what you know, he was told so he's actually um, getting ready to go to court with those guys and, and sue them over, over misleading numbers so that's crazy man you know that's the that's the big business world for you man they they tend to lie about their numbers because you know it's it's like with cell phone companies, man. They tell they lie about what their coverage is. They lie about how many people are um, under contract with them and things of that sort. And they they'll say unlimited data, but you know what it is. Your data slow down after four gigs, and then you go down to two G, yeah. which is dial up. 
Yeah, and they start to they start to cap you out and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, man, I know like that with I noticed that I heard about that with uh because I have ATT Uverse. I mean I never experienced it personally or anything like that, but I know I read somewhere this week that uh AT and T was like um, I think it was something like they were raising the cap or taking the uh, using the going unlimited for Uverse or something like that. And I'm like, man, why like why would you cap people on home internet? Of all, of all things, it's probably a bandwidth cap. Yeah, it probably, yeah, probably is a bandwidth cap, which that goes more into you know illegal downloading, of course. But basically, basically, yeah, basically, that's basically what that's for. Because I'm like that, that's something that's not ever mentioned when you're purchasing any type of internet service that they kind of disclose to you until you until you actually are flagged or caught or they you get, you get that cap. So right. Alright man, so let's get into uh, Lil Wayne So Lil Wayne sues Universal Music Group For unpaid royalties uh, On Drake Nicki Minaj and Tiger um, As you all know um, All we have to do is run out every time we talk about Cash money or anybody associated with cash money Anybody with cash money That's in relation to money um, With the whole Lil Wayne situation Um He's basically suing Universal for, like I said, suing them for unpaid royalties uh, with them. But, you know, as we talk about young man, we, there's, so, there's so many different situations from since this podcast has begun up to now with them and people suing them over money and everything else. And people still not getting paid for stuff that, you know, they got released years ago under, under the cash money umbrella. Um, right. So basically, um, what Universal has stated that they're doing, Universal has averted tens of tens of millions of dollars of its profits to repay a hundred million dollar advance to Cash Money. Mm. Now here's the key word in that statement. They didn't say Young Money. No, no friends. No, no friends. They, they said, said Cash, cash Money. money. And you know who probably got that hundred million with us? Baby, Birdman, Brian B. Bubble, whatever you want to call him, the number one stunner. <laughs> you know, you know, you do, do your baby voice like you did last week. Play boy. But yeah, so man, um, but yeah, with the whole Universal deal, I mean, it's not really. Bad what they're doing. I mean, their company is trying to just trying to get that money back because you know, for those for those who don't know, man, you know, record label give you advance, man. They want that back. And they want you to, you know, you gotta you gotta produce that in some form or either when it comes down to record sales, primarily record sales, but if not that, you know, shows, merchandise, uh, things of that nature, depending on how your how your record deal is structured and. Um, with the whole universal deal, man, it's like the, the whole the key thing that stuck out to me in that whole statement was like cash money got that hundred million. Not as far as like you see you got Lil Wayne up here fighting for for money that he probably ain't even got. That baby is probably exactly. that baby's probably, you know, then probably already spent already. So the saga Man, I just this sad situation, man. Yeah, I know, that man. whole cash money, young money situation is just sad. And we've already talked about like, uh, you know, like I said, you know, Drake and Nicki hadn't been 
um, haven't really been into the, hadn't been in the, you know, in the news as far as uh, in hip hop per se, as far as in having any money issue with cash money, uh, probably one because they make a lot of it, make a lot of money themselves. But I'm pretty sure if they were to get their accountants to go back and you know look over the books, I'm pretty sure they'll find something faulty or something. Exactly. Or something under the table going on where they probably should have had more money than they than they're making right now. Because I know in a lot, know in a lot of cases when you're making a lot of money, a lot of times you tend to not see, you know, tend not to see everything until it's too late. Um, and then same thing with Tiger. You know, shoot, Tiger actually was the one that actually really set off the whole, um, you know, wanting to leave cash money because he got on social media because you know. Uh, he felt like the label was screwing him when nobody pushing him or anything like that. So, yeah, man, you know, it it, it just takes some to open their eyes and realize, you know, what I'm saying they getting screwed over. Like literally, you haven't seen Drake and um, Nicki, like you said, dealing with cash money. It, everything been, they've been doing things on their own, and you could tell that they haven't been. Um, Dealing with cash money because Drake and Nicki ain't been on the song together. Yeah, yeah. They've been, I mean, Drake, yeah, Drake has been doing his own thing with his OVO crew. And, you know, of course, Nicki, you know, she's been dealing with uh, Meek Melissa. So, right. So, she's dealing with her period and his. <laughs> at the same damn time. Um, they yeah. period synced up. <laughs> uh, yeah. Definitely, much definitely so with Meek Millie. Um, but yeah, man, you know, the soccer continues with you know with cash money in there and their money problems. Um, so, um, so young, so man, um, have you been, have you caught the Breakfast Club lately? Uh, the last episode I caught had K Michelle on it. Oh, that's the one I wanted to actually really talk. That's the one I wanted to talk to you about, actually. That's the one I want actually the one I want to bring up. So dog, did you see did you see how she went in on on Ye about the whole Coochie Stain situation? No, simply because I had to go to work and by the time I made it to work I never got a chance to finish listening to it. And as the day went by, I just never got around to listening back to it. Yeah, so she went in on she went in on Ye about um after you know after the rec- after the camera supposedly had stopped, you know, they were still recording after the interview and stuff was over. Um she was saying that, you know, that you know, she kept instigating the situation about, you know, about that and um, she was just like, hey, Michelle went on, like, as a woman, you shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't do that, you should, you know, you should have my back, you shouldn't, you know, and, you know, it seems like, to me, honestly, you know, from the many, many appearances of Kate Michelle on The Breakfast Club, she went from this, you know, straight out crazy to now she's trying to, now she's trying to more, trying to conserve, trying to be more conservative now. Uh, right. What normally she probably would have just started wilding out, and you know, and just going in on who said it. And, and who said it? It was a, uh, it was Uncle Murder and 
Mano was on the show, but Uncle Murder was the one that brought it up. And for those, Uncle Murder is from, um, it was originally from Murder Inc. Uh, from back in the day, back in the 90s, his daughter was back from, from the uh, Murder Inc. days. But yeah, so he the one that made the statement about that. But yeah, man, she goes in on Yee, and she didn't, you know, I know Charlemagne was trying to, you know, trying to, you know, give peace to the situation, but she wasn't, you know, she wasn't going or anything like that. So it was like, it was a very, it was a real crazy situation, you know. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't, I gotta go back and watch it, mm-hmm. but you know, sometimes, like, you don't expect that from Angela Yee. You expect that from Charlemagne to be, you know, messy and be going in. But like I said, I love the Breakfast Club. I try to watch it as much as I can. But you know, everybody got their flaws, though, man. But you know, you got you got to mess with the right person in, in those situations. And K. Michelle ain't the right person. Yeah, I think she just went. I think she was just wilding out a little bit too much. I mean, you know, at the same time, you know. Um, you know, like I said, she felt like she was instigating the situation, but at the same time, just like we are, we're doing this podcast again. We in a, and you know we're we're basically journalists, pretty much, just like just like they are. Um, we're just on a different platform. We do with their internet, their radio, but we're on a similar platform as they are. And you know, I mean, I don't think it was. I don't think, honestly, in my opinion, if you when you go back and watch, I don't think she was trying to clown her or anything like anything of the sorts or anything like that so I think it was she just you know she was just on one that that day on the on the cause she felt like well, she, she was saying something about oh uh, you know well, you know you saying that could have messed up cause my album was dropping that day you could have messed up you could have messed up my album release for me and I'm saying to myself in my head I'm like okay so how your creature stank gonna mess up your record sale I just I couldn't connect it to I'm sorry I just don't see how that has anything to do. It ain't like you, you know, it ain't like you did, you know, it ain't like you, you know, murdered somebody or anything of the sorts or, you know, got into an accident and killed somebody or anything like that. I just don't see how that man saying that was going to mess up your record sales. I just didn't, I couldn't draw the parallel between the two. I feel like she, I felt like, oh. she, like she was overreacting. Oh well, that's K Michelle for you. So we let that ride, just like getting into this next topic with Cat Williams. You Joe, you just learn to let certain stuff ride. Yeah, that's true. Um, so yeah, so yeah, go ahead and get into that one, y'all. So we all know Cat Williams had been dissing Big Tigger and um, Kevin Hart, and so. Cat Williams, while he was in Atlanta with on V103, which is Big Tigger's radio station, and just, you know, popped up on them, and he said he wanted to apologize um, to Big Tigger, and he apologized to Tig, and then he apologized to Kevin Hart. He said he came at Kevin Hart wrong. He apologized to Kevin Hart, his whole production company, his whole crew. He said he needed to learn to be more mature and um, that he, he he dug Kevin Hart the king of comedy at this moment in time. And then as an olive branch, he offered for Kevin to come and do a, a show with him and um, Red 
in Los Angeles at the Staples Center that happens to be sold out at the moment. And they also offer for Dave Chappelle to come and do the show and dub it the biggest night in company. But, you know, I I guess they try to say the biggest night in company in the past two years because, you know, nothing gets bigger than the Kings of Company, but you know. I heard there's a new Kings of Comedy too. I, I, I saw like a, I don't know if it was fake or real. I saw a poster on a. Dang, if it ain't got Bernie Mac in, it ain't the Kings of Comedy. Well, it's kind of hard to uh, tell jokes from the dead, you know. Hey. I'm just saying. Look, well, just we put Samuel Jackson up there and let him talk. <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, yeah, man. Cat Williams, I mean, like I said. Could have did this. If he wouldn't have resolved the situation, this would have been probably would have been another another episode of Crack Chronicles with Cat Williams. But yeah, yeah. Uh, seeing like he's uh, simmering down off his off his crack high. Um, I, I I think what it was. I think Cat started tripping because the people came and took his kids. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And um, that put him in a bad place because anybody. You know anything about Cat Williams? He put that. He put his children before anything. So you know, he probably just in a bad place behind it and started doing drugs and stuff, trying to get his mind off the fact that social services had taken his children. All right. So, okay. So we saying that you know, I've been acting since in relation to it took his kids so young. Please explain to me. Why when they arrested this man? Why was his name cousin from Covenant Chocolate? I have no idea. <laughs> can we? It's like, can we? Can we? Rick James had a famous line. <laughs> Cocaine is a yeah, hell of a drug. Yeah, it holds true today. <laughs> Talk about this boy. They arrested this, this boy. Covered it. They arrested this boy. This boy's going down the street in chocolate. I'm like. Really? Like of all the things they could have they could have caught you doing. I mean, he's covered in chocolate. I mean, maybe he was being pimptastic in his chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess he felt like being covered in chocolate is luxurious. Then the soap, man. Everything the soap. Um, Alright, man. So. Um, not sure if you familiar with the situation. Um, R&B singer by the name of Kalani, um, uh, attempted to commit suicide, um, over Kyrie Irving, breakup basketball player. Um, he is actually the former girlfriend of Party Next Door, which is a OVO artist from, which is Drake's, uh, record label. Um, not really too familiar with the young lady or any of any of her work or anything like that. But what I want to get on is with the whole, you know, with the whole suicide thing, man. Um, just a little word to the wise to to people that listen to this podcast, man. There is nothing in this world worth, you know, worth you taking in life. Um, now I got to step in on this. Okay. Because uh, I'm going to be honest about something It has crossed my mind I've never done it But depression is something real We don't know if that woman was depressed or not 
And when you go into depression, nobody can help you out. Of the, nobody can help you out of depression. Depression is something you got to pull yourself out of. And some people aren't able to come out of depression. So we never know the situation. It may not be worth it to the next person to take your life, but to you, if you feel like you have nowhere to go, you have no way out your situation, you have you you can't be happy. You just feel like your life is not worth living anymore. And it's crossing your mind constantly, constantly. Then pressure will break, will bust that pipe. And especially when you have a lot of bad things happening to you. I went through depression. I'm still recovering from depression. So I understand where, um, how some people can go there. Yeah, and, I've been, and the, thing, the thing is, I've, I've been in that place for a long part of my life as well. And I was in that place actually as a young kid, like in junior high school when I was like that. And I felt that and I felt that way. And I felt that way over just simply because of, you know, just not having, of course, like I say, I'm my only child, not having friends, not even having nobody to, you know, to to talk to and things of that nature, nobody really that could, you know, was on my level at the time, so I, so I felt that same way. But, I mean, with, with, in But it's different as an adult, though. Yeah, it is different as an adult, but I can't really, honestly, I can't, I can, I can understand depression when you're going through life situations and things of that nature, and you, you feel that way because of circumstances, but with suicide over a boyfriend or girlfriend, I know you feel like that's the only, you know, when you're in that place, and you feel like this person is everything, and they, you know, they leave you, or they, you know, or whatever, or whatever, however happens that ends a relationship, but I just don't feel like it's, like, it's not, it's not... I don't feel like you should take your life over, over a relationship. It's not. It's not. I mean, the, it's not it the, may not be. It may not been about totally him. It may have just been a tipping point. It may have just added the the extra pressure to push over the edge. Yeah, could could have been. And but and then with that being said, and then she goes back on. Um, she goes back on Instagram after the fact with with that with that when she was in the hospital and says that partner next door which is her ex they're back together now saying that he saved my life so when I read that it's like oh it was about a dude it wasn't about any other it wasn't, it wasn't about you know any other situation or life hardships in life it was about Humans about it, and you know, it's just it's not just people. Just it's not that it's not to that point. There's no matter who you are or you know what um, what a person may mean to mean to. I know it's gonna be. I know when relationships, especially when there's long relationships, it's it's hard to get over somebody. But it ain't worth taking your life. Um, if it if it comes if you feel like it comes to that point like you haven't thoughts about that, then there are hotlines out there for you to talk to somebody or anything in that, or anything of that nature or you know even if you feel you just need somebody you need to talk to to just to get this you know just to relieve the stress from the situation or just to make you know just need somebody to help you feel better about um, about the situation and not take it like it's not it's not worth it for over a relationship. 
and it's not and it's honestly not worth it over any situation but definitely not over you know over a girl or a dude or anything of that nature i don't i don't agree with that at all i mean well it's just different things for different people but like i said everybody got a different tipping point Right, yeah, yeah, everybody, yeah, everybody got the, you know, got the different tipping point, or, you know, for whatever reason, um, whatever reason with with depression and stuff like that. Um, even when it comes down to, you know, you know, some people feel, you know, feel depressed, or you know, in, in that in type of situation when they feel like, you know, they looking for that, they looking for that special someone sometime, and you know, a lot of times what you gotta. To you know, just to give you know the listeners out there some advice, that have some advice that may be going through something like that. Um, man, it's just like in some situations, I went through the same thing before I found before I found my wife, and I went through just you know episodes of feeling that of feeling that way, just feeling like you know you know nobody wants you or anything like that. But what really got me through a lot of that you just gotta really honestly gotta start focusing on focusing focusing on yourself you know building up building up yourself in a sense you almost in a sense you almost have to kind of be selfish to a certain extent when you're single sometimes and just work on you whether it be you know working on you physically if you you know working on you working on yourself mentally or working on yourself physically or working on yourself as far as like career wise and trying to get yourself to a certain level, you know, whether you whether you be a early, you know, early twenty early twenty something or later twenty something or whatever, I don't know, whatever your situation is. But you really just gotta really just gotta focus on you. Find some things you find some things you like to get in get into because I guarantee you, man, just like, you know, like I said, giving my giving myself to being a, being an example again. When I was focused on, you know, pumping out and getting my label and all that stuff going, and and doing music and just being occupied doing other things, my wife she walked into my life, and so it's I feel like when you it's always, um, it's always when you're not looking. Most of the time when you when you get that. You get that most of the time. Most people tell you you get that get that somebody that you've been looking for, especially when you you know you really want you really want that type of companionship in your life. But it always always really comes from when you're when you focus on doing when you focus on you know taking care of you and only you. That's when that's when they come in. That's when they come in. So, um, anything else you got to add to that, y'all? At all? Uh, I ain't got nothing to add to that part because I'm still yeah. chilling and looking. I mean, I'm focused on me. I got the podcast, I got my job. You know, when I say I'm looking, I'm just laid back waiting. Yeah, and that's how, and that's, and that's, and that's, and that's how you should be, man. You know, um, you, know, you just gotta, you know, like take you like, like, like I said, just take care of you. And everything else, uh, everything else will follow the place. So, probably when I move to Houston, I'll find my wife. Yeah, I told you, I can tell you this for 10 years, dog. <laughs> Listen, man, you can't, I, all in due time, partner, all in due time. <laughs> I know, I know. Take me, you know, don't mess with them girls around there, but you know. We gotta learn. We gotta learn. All right, man. Hey, uh, what's up? Hey, fellow rejects, listen. Take your time doing things. Don't rush the situation. 
I yeah. probably wasn't mentally and emotionally ready to make that move. That's so, another, that's another thing though. That's another thing too, man. Yeah, don't rush into things, man. Like take your time. You know, don't be trying to you know, you know, get it and quit it. You know, stuff like that. You know, take take your time. No, you know, no, if it's you know, if, no, if he no, or she is meant to be, then they're gonna be with you. You ain't gotta, you, gotta, you, gotta, you don't have to rush into anything. Don't feel don't feel pressure to to put a ring on it. Whether you like I said, whether it's male or female, don't feel don't feel pressure to put the ring on it because you know you want it to be you want it to be you want to be at the right time. You want it to be that finally do do so. But no, don't let nobody don't let nobody pressure you anything. The, the person that the person that's for you, they're gonna understand. Righteous, righteous. So, man, we should, you know, start giving relationship advice on this show. You know, I felt kind of, kind of, felt kind of liberated hey. when I when I when I started doing that. Hey, one eight hundred love tips. <laughs> the love rejects. <laughs> no, that's just no. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, that doesn't sound. That's this, yeah. No, no, no. How about? All right, man. Um, so we are gonna get into Batman uh, versus Superman. Um, a lot of the thoughts from people on last weekend. I haven't had a chance to go out and see this yet. Uh, I know, young you said you were watching um, you started the podcast or whatever. And um, I just want to get into like, cause like, man, you know, there's been a lot of a lot of negativity about it. Things that uh, when it comes to the comes to the movie. Um, a lot of comic book heads that I know um, that are really into comic books um, and really into comic book characters like myself um, say that it was a very good movie um, the only, only gripe that a lot of people said that were the hard, that, that hard you know, comic book fans said they were trying to do too much um, in the movie as itself I mean trying to do too much in the movie which I kind of understand and get that and it's not justified of course but with you know the competing brand or competing movie studio is Marvel and you know they stretched out shoot man I don't even know how long the Marvel Universe has been going when did, shoot, when did the first Iron Man come out Okay, that's when it first started. I can't even it's remember. It's been going on since the early 2000s. Yeah, so, you know, they, they've had, they they did a slow build where, you know, DC um, has come out with, you know, several, uh, primarily Batman movies and Superman movies. Honestly, they haven't really done any other properties um, other than those two characters for for the past couple of years and so um, you know right now they're really playing catch up they're really playing catch up with Marvel so they're really trying to basically try to dump everything they could into Batman vs Superman to build to this Justice League movie yeah man um, I just watched the movie my biggest letdown in the movie was Lex Luthor I didn't like the fact that they got the dude that played Mark Zuckerberg to play Lex Luthor and you know I don't want to get nothing away about the movie but that was my biggest letdown about the movie as far as them putting too much in it it was a lot in it but I don't think it was too much because it was enough information 
as being a prelude to Justice League movies. It was enough information where they wouldn't have to do six or seven more movies just to get to a Justice League movie. Right, right. And man, it's like people and people had that same um people had that same negativity when it came to Man of Steel. I heard so many people saying like, oh I didn't like Man of Steel. Man, I honest, I love Man of Steel. Man of Steel was one of the best um Superman movies to me. Um I'm somewhat of a fan of the old Christopher Reeves movie, but as far as, as a as a you know how Superman should be as far as you know for example with Man of Steel from the fighting and everything like that how you know how it was it's like man that's how it should it should go down when you know when Superman is you know fighting against a villain um in a movie and I know a lot of people with Man of Steel had a similar issue with like you know with in a sense like character development and stuff like that a lot of people were upset because that you know how the story was told how he you know came to be was only told through flashbacks and it was out of it wasn't in chronological order and things of that nature and it's like if you've seen one superman movie or seen smallville or seen any superman movie you know how he came to be so they just wanted to give you a you know kind of like a brief kind of like a brief you know backstory real quick instead of having to drag out from him being you know, going to Earth, being a kid, growing up, and then becoming Superman. Exactly. So it wasn't it wasn't Man of Steel begins like example Batman begins. It wasn't it wasn't supposed to be that. It was supposed to be you know Man of Steel Superman movie. You know. So, but back to the you know Batman vs Superman though. Um, but now though with with the uh, with the with the DC Universe deal and things of that nature, um, with that. I feel like, I do feel like though with the shows that they have available and the characters they have available to them, they're not really capitalizing on it. Like for example, Marvel for example. Marvel is taking Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and some events in the television show from the movies is affecting what's going on in their world. Same, and then with, you know, DC has Supergirl, Arrow, and Flash. Why couldn't they have taken those same characters? Example, um, the Flash. Instead of re- they end up what they're doing, they end up they re- they want to always want to recast for the character every single time, and they want to try to keep the they all they say what um, DC keeps saying like we want the, the the television world versus the movie world is different, and they gave that they gave that example with when Smallville was going by the time it was going they came out with the Superman Returns and then right when Smallville got ready to end and it was in the production for Man of Steel everybody was wondering was Tom Welling gonna be you know be Man of Steel because you've already had built this character up from slow build this character up all the way from from being a teenager up to a man and when he finally puts on the suit at the end of the actual series of seven become Superman you know that's that's gold right there man they should have they should have went ahead and you know used him or casted him but with Tom Welling he didn't want to continue to play the character because he said he didn't want to be he didn't want to be typecast and only and only remember for and only remember for playing Superman but he ain't did nothing since Smallville so exactly I think, um, he, I think he's I think he's strike he's out yeah, I think he's done like probably one like 
bad horror movie. It was something that I that I saw that his name was on, but it wasn't nothing that really, you know, that really did anything or or made him or maybe made, made him even more, you know, well known and famous from than what we already know him for. I mean, come on. I mean, young, you you agree with me when I say this is like freaking shoot. Hugh Jackman has been the only Wolverine. Exactly, he's been the only Wolverine. We had three Hulks, two Spider Mans. Uh, let's see. Not well, no, three, three at this, three, three at this point. Well, yeah, three Spider Mans. Uh, how many different Supermans? Uh, how many different Batmans? And only one Wolverine. So you know. Yeah, hey. we got, yeah, we don't have what we got two Daredevil. We had we had two Daredevils, three Punishers. Uh, two electras, so it's like, it's like man. But at the you know at the at the end of it, I mean, hopefully, um, the Justice League movie turns out turns out to be a great a great success. I can't wait to go see it. Um, once I give me a babysitter, I'm gonna go, definitely go check out uh, Batman vs Superman. Uh, so I can definitely, you know, be my be, be the judge for myself. I, I can have a feeling. I have a feeling that I'm gonna like it because I got a feeling that the the uh, the criticism that he's getting is very similar to Man of Steel, and I love Man of Steel. So um, can't wait for Suicide Squad though. Can't, can't wait. Yeah, for can't I, wait. I, I'm waiting on that too. I don't like. I, well, I don't like the way they got Jared Leto looking looking like the Joker, but. We'll see, but it, but yeah, but I mean, it's a different version of the joke because you know in comic books that was like different, you know, there were from different writers and different creators um, that wrote uh, comic books. Same thing goes for Batman. There's like the Batman that we see in Man and Batman versus Superman. Uh, for those who don't know, he's a dark. He's basically the Frank Miller version, the Dark Knight Returns version of uh, a Batman. He's a more he's an older but more grittier, harder hit Batman. Which I think that's how Batman should have always been, honestly. Right. Especially from especially from some of the clips I saw in the in the trailer from the, the you know the, the one fight scene that they showed. It's like, man, like where was that Batman at? And don't get me wrong, you know, I do love the Christopher Nolan um I do love the Christopher Nolan uh, version of Batman as well. Um you know everybody's favorite one is is the Dark Knight. Um because of Heath Ledger. Uh, but I do, what I do think though, Young is like with the uh, with the Nolan films. If if Heath Ledger wouldn't pass, then Christian Bale would have been would have definitely been our Batman, and then we would we probably would have got some type of lead in with the Man of Steel and the Batman crossover from probably from that movie. Pretty sure. Yeah, I think so too. But my um, favorite Batman movies to this day are the one by um, with um, Michael Keaton in them. I mean, to me, I mean Heath Ledger was the best Joker, but Jack set the standard. Yeah, I had that argument so long when that movie came out. Like everybody was like, "No, he's not no, you know, he's not no Jack Nicholson." I'm like, "No." As far as stature and build and look of the Joker, Heath Ledger, Heath Ledger fit. The I build. mean, physically, he had the 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 right build. Right. 
it was the and he was more of the psychotic Joker. Just like you said, it's different Jokers, different versions of the Joker. Mm -hmm. Jack was the more prank, pranksterish, psychotic Joker. Heath mm -hmm. Ledger was the more straight psychotic Joker. Right, right, right. Um, and what other movies are you looking forward to uh, as far as superhero movies? Uh, well. I'm looking forward to well, some. I'm Civil looking, War. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm man. I'm so looking forward to Civil War. I'm looking forward to Civil War, but on top of that, from seeing Black Panther and Civil War, I'm really looking forward to the Black Panther movie next year. Yeah, looking forward to that too. Uh, um, I can't wait to see uh, because I think Doctor Strange is supposed to come out this summer, but I haven't seen the trailer yet. So I'm wondering is it going to be like one of those? Uh, if it's a late summer movie like August, then we're probably going to see the trailer of it in probably one of the one of the uh, blockbuster summer movies probably more likely yeah and I'm um, also looking forward to I think after this Civil War situation that's when you finna start the Infinity Wars um, with the uh, Avengers but I'm not I'm really not looking forward to uh, X-Men Apocalypse yeah I, I have some reserves with that movie uh Primarily, it's similar to my reserves I used to have, I have with the original Fantastic Four with Doctor Doom. The voice, yeah. the voice morphing when it comes to guys like Doom and Apocalypse, they have this robotic sound to their voice. Doctor Doom would talk through a mask, and they never ever portrayed that in the Fantastic Four movie. And out of all honesty, that really killed it for me. And even, you know, even with, like, for example, when I heard this Apocalypse talk in, in this X-Men movie, man, it's like, when I heard him speak, it's like, ah, oh, just, that's, the voice is everything. Because, as you know, and like I know, you watch, you watch the same X-Men animated series I watched. That's what I, that, in my mind, that's what I compare it to, because that's the only thing we've ever seen uh, right. physically on screen is Apocalypse. So, therefore... I feel like that should be the blueprint of what he should sound like. Exactly. And you know, I don't like the fact that I don't like the part. I don't like the fact that they got Apocalypse looking like Ivan Ooze. Yeah, he's very, very purple. With a lot of tubes looking like yeah, looking very Ivan Oodish. Um, yeah. And now we'll see. I put it. I mean, I'm a fan of the X Men movie. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I mean, that that could be a mood point uh, with the character. Um, it ain't nothing worse than Iron Man 3 with, uh, what's the face? The honey different, um, the Mandarin. Yes, man, that, uh, I don't even want to talk about that. Um, that, I was so pissed. <laughs> I was pissed through the good of the movie when I, when I found out when they did that. I'm like, like, really? But this other guy is the main, is the main villain that we really don't even know. Exactly. That's like that's like almost like them doing a Batman movie and then, you know, making the Joker shoot. The side villain. Yeah, making him the side villain or making him a movie. Yeah, Alfred being the real villain. <laughs> Thank you. That's a that's a great comparison. <laughs> so it's like it's like, man, it's like they could have they could have done something. They could have done something. They could have they had something, man, with Iron Man three. They could have they probably could have had people really hyped for a fourth movie and I honestly I know they were saying like there may not be a fourth movie 
uh, for Iron Man, which, like I said, which I'm fine with that because my favorite Iron Man is still Iron Man 2. Yeah, Iron Man 2 was good. Iron Man 2, well, Iron Man 2 was the best one to me. I'm, everybody say, oh, Iron Man 1 was the best. I'm like, eh, he was still, you know, getting grip, getting, catching, you know, getting used to things. And I feel like, I feel like with, you know, like we, like people always say, when it comes to comic book movies, the, you know, with superheroes, um, the villain makes the hero most of the time. And, you know, Whiplash in that, in that movie really made that, really made that movie. So. Yeah, he did. Um, but yeah, so I mean, that's our whole take on the, uh, on the Batman vs. Superman movie. Um, just some of our, you know, insights on it. You know, stuff I'm with, you know, the coming summer movie, the week, it's been knocking on, we're really knocking on summer as we speak right now. It. Even though it don't so feel like summer, because right now it's, a, it's really cold outside for summer, for one reason. But, it's still good to me. Shit, not in H-Town, man. It's, man, it's like, put a big coat on weather right now in the first of April, which is, weather is so weird. It's so weird, weird weather. Uh, that we've been experiencing lately. Shoot, you was here last weekend, man. It was one night it was cold. Yeah, I know. But you know, man, we ain't gonna do nothing but have a super hot summer, so. Yeah, I'm not, I'm that I'm not, definitely not looking forward to. I will. So the longer it stay cool, the better it is. Honestly, yeah. I wouldn't shoot, man. As crazy as this weather is, I wouldn't be surprised if we probably get a. A slight cold day when it hits summer for some reason. That would just just throw everything out of whack. But um, all right, y'all. So getting ready to bring the hip hop rejects podcast to a close. Uh, we want to just remind you guys to um, make sure you guys um, go to our SoundCloud page. We have links on the right hand side to become a Patreon on the, the hip hop rejects and like that. Basically, uh, you set your own amount that you want to donate to the podcast, and it'll take out on other basis. Or uh, you can volunteer and put in whatever amount you give your heart desire on our uh, PayPal donation page as well, and uh, donate to the podcast that way. Or you can also check out our new uh, merchandise store at um, shop.spreadsheet.com/slash/thehiphoprejects. Uh, and purchase your purchase yourself and your loved ones a hip hop rejects t-shirt um and then also guys make sure you uh hit us up on facebook make sure you guys look for the hip hop rejects uh click on us they click on us get their follow uh so anything is going down as far as like special episodes um anything and we post anything that's you know anything that's funny or anything that's going on in hip hop um, that you guys may want to know about it that everybody's talking about on the internet. Uh, make sure you guys uh, hit us up on Twitter uh, at the Hip Hop Rejects. Uh, follow us on Instagram, um, and then also you guys can download and stream the show uh, on iTunes, uh, TuneIn Radio, uh, SoundCloud, and uh, Stitcher Radio. And then also for my Android people, uh, you can also subscribe to, to the podcast using uh, downloading the podcast. Attic app, um, and also guys, just make sure you guys subscribe, follow whatever 
form of, you know, keeping up with us on whatever form platform you choose to listen to us on. Make sure you guys follow, subscribe, and also guys, write us a review. Uh, let us know what you think about the show. Let us know what you think about, let us know what you think about the episode um, that you're listening to. We want to hear, we really want to hear from you guys. Um, also, um, anything you guys want to hear us talk about, um, hit us up at the hip hop rejects at gmail.com. We will be glad. We will glad, we'll be glad to um, read any of your emails on the show and give you guys a response on, on, on the next show. So, righteous, and you know, like we, like I said at the end of every show, y'all be blessed, y'all keep your head up, think positive, stay away from negative people, and we'll see y'all next week. Exactly. See you guys on episode 20 of the Hip Hop Rejects, and we are out. Look at you. Now look at us. All my niggas look rich as fuck. All my niggas live rich as fuck. All my niggas look rich as fuck. Look at you. Now look at us.